0: One of the things that no one told me before I became a mom is that I would be elbows deep in poop for several years. Like, the one constant thing with your baby is pooping every day. Or you're worried about not pooping, where there's poop everywhere. It's such a non-glamorous part of motherhood. There's probably not many glamorous parts of motherhood, to be honest. But it's unavoidable. We have to talk about it. So as a dietitian, I talk to clients about poop all the time, and one of the biggest issues that I hear with toddlers is constipation. So today we are talking about all the signs of constipation, how that affects your little one's appetite, what foods can be the most constipating, and what you're probably waiting for is how to improve constipation. This is Feeding Toddlers Made Easy, the Mama Knows Nutrition podcast by me, Casey Barnes, a registered dietitian nutritionist for kids. I am a mom of two and this podcast is the place to come when you've got those earbuds in or you're driving in the car and you want some helpful, actionable, real life advice for toddler nutrition. You can call the podcast voicemail anytime to leave a question for me to answer on a future episode. The number is 469-552-5527 Or you can catch that number on the website at Nutrition.com forward slash podcast, as well as all the show notes for everything. Everything that you need is there on the website. Let's hear today's question from Grace. Hi, Casey. This is Grace. My daughter is going to be 22 months old, nearly two. Um, She's always struggled with constipation. Um, I took some of your advice from Instagram and I bought some flaxseed to put on her food. But to be honest, I have no idea how much to use or how to go about helping her with the constipation if that's not going to work. If you could answer some of the questions for me, would be great. We really appreciate it and we love your Instagram page. Have a good month. If you didn't see it, I did a post. Well, by the time you hear this, it'll be a while ago, but I did a post on flaxseed and how it's a helpful constipation fighter. So I will definitely give more details on exactly how to use that when we get to that part of the episode. First, I just want to walk through the signs of constipation. Some of you might be like, uh, I know that they're constipated. Like, <laughs> you don't need to tell me what's involved because I know. But there's some things that are maybe less noticeable or that you wouldn't necessarily know is associated with constipation. So that's why I want to walk through these. Obviously, fewer bowel movements than normal. This can vary by the kid, though. So you know what their normal routine is. Maybe it's once a day. Maybe it's three times a day. Both can be normal. Maybe it's only every couple of days. Some kids are not constipated, but their normal is maybe every other day. So we're looking at a change from their normal or if they've been chronically constipated, you know that that's an issue. If the stool is hard or ball-like like little pebbles, that's a sign. But also, really large stools like clogging the toilet kind of large that can be a sign of constipation. Straining, if they're straining or have pain with a bowel movement, that's a sign. They also can get impacted and they can actually have like a watery diarrhea when that happens. So, you might be like, I thought they were constipated, but I'm seeing diarrhea. That's actually a symptom of the constipation. You probably want to talk to the doctor if that is happening. Bloating is another common one that comes along with it and a low appetite because if things aren't moving through regularly, they're just not going to be as hungry because they don't want to put more in if they can't get what's in there out. You know what I mean? Now, let's talk about the foods that are constipating. The number one culprit that I usually see, well, there's two, but okay, tied for first place with toddlers would be too much dairy. If they get more than, say, about 20 to 24 ounces of milk a day, or they're around 20 to 24 ounces a day, but they're also having cheese once or twice a day, they're having yogurt daily, when they have more dairy in their diet, it usually is constipating for kids. So you might just need to start by cutting back on dairy cutting down to maybe one to two cups a day plus cheese or yogurt, something like that. So you can see if it affects the regularity when you decrease the dairy amount. Tied for first place would be Too Little Fiber. Fiber can be hard to get in some kids depending on their likes and their dislikes, how picky they are, and especially kids who a lot of kids do love fruit, but not all of them do. And if you have a kiddo who's not really into fruit or vegetables, it is going to be more of a challenge to get the fiber that they need. I'll talk about some of the best high fiber foods when we get to the part about foods that help with constipation but another thing that can be constipating is too many processed foods. You know what they are, the things that are from the pantry, from the freezer, that are lower in nutrients. Usually they're going to be low in fiber as well, and they're not containing ingredients that are going to help promote bowel movements. One more thing to note is that sudden diet changes can be a cause of constipation as well. So babies who are just starting solids, it's very common to see some constipation. Maybe your family has decided recently to try like a paleo challenge or something like that, or for medical reasons, maybe there's an elimination diet happening. So just know that when you make sudden changes, or you might even just have a lot more fresh produce on hand than normal, you're eating more fruits and vegetables. And if that's a sudden increase, then it can actually be constipating, but that shouldn't last for an extended period of time. While food obviously plays a huge role in our digestion, it's not the only reason why your little one might be constipated. One is not drinking enough liquids, so you want to make sure that they have access to water all throughout the day. They get water from other places as well, so when they are drinking milk, juice, Foods that are rich in water, like fruits, vegetables, oatmeal, yogurt, smoothies, popsicles, all those things are gonna contain water too. So, especially if they do struggle to just drink enough water, you can try some of those alternatives. But one thing to try is increasing their fluid intake. Next would be a lack of exercise or physical activity. I know this can be harder depending on the time of the year. The weather, where you live, and all of that, if it's raining a lot, if it's too hot to go outside like it is in Dallas, it's unbearable right now, or if it's winter for you, it's too cold to go outside, it can be harder for them to get the physical movement, and the physical movement does help their digestive process keep things moving through their system. So if they're playing less than normal physical activity-wise, that can have an impact on their bowel movements if they're undergoing any stress or changes in routine, that can have an impact on it too. It's not all physical. It can sometimes be an emotional burden that's on them as well. We can also have things like ignoring the urge to have a bowel movement or delaying them. So maybe they're too busy playing or they're not comfortable at school or daycare or just away from home in general and they hold it in. The longer that they hold it in, the harder that it is for it to come out. Sometimes medicines will have an impact too, like if they for some reason have to be on a pain medicine or even iron supplements are often constipating. And there can be a possibility of underlying illness. So if you are noticing that there's any other symptoms that you're concerned about or their constipation has been really difficult to treat, it's always good to check in with the doctor and see if they want to do any tests or refer you out to a GI specialist or anything like that. Here's the part where we talk about what you can do to help with that constipation. What are the best constipation fighters? What are those secret ingredients that you can get into their diet even when they're a picky eater so that you can increase their regularity and get them away from that terrible constipation So one we know is fiber, but how much fiber do they need? When they're around one to three years old, I like to see at least 14 grams of fiber per day. And really, even if you can go closer to 20, that would still be great. Children four to eight years old, I'd say they need at least 16 to 19 grams of fiber per day, and they can go a little bit over that as well. How do we get that fiber? Fruit and vegetable with the skin on is going to be a great way to do it. You can put things into smoothies with the skin on, get a high-powered blender, throw it all in there, and that will help if they're not big on eating it with the skin on. And then in particular, you want to look at fruits that are high in sorbitol. Sorbitol is a sugar alcohol. It's naturally occurring, and it acts as a natural laxative. So pea fruits, that's usually how I remember a couple of them. We learned that in school. The pea fruits is peaches, pears, plums, and prunes. But then you also have apple, avocado, cherries, and blackberries. If you want to try the juice route, I personally think prune juice tastes terrible. And I would avoid drinking it at all costs. If your little one likes it, that's totally fine but they also make a prune apple juice. So I think it's the Gerber brand. I know I've seen it in the baby toddler food area aisle in the grocery store. And then you can also try pear nectar juice. That's usually what I do with my kids when they need it. That's just in the regular juice area. You might not find it at every store, but look out for pear nectar juice. Some other helpful foods. Kiwi is a great one. You do not have to leave the skin on for that, although you can. I do eat it with the skin. Total weirdo dietitian thing to do, probably, but I happen to like it. Sweet potatoes, again, the skin would be great. You can mash it with the skin or just leave some skin on to see if you can get a little bit into them that way, or do like sweet potato fries, like baked sweet potato fries, leave some of the skin on that way. Spinach is actually helpful. Beans of any kind. Beans can actually be pretty easy to hide in things. I'll do like black beans in a smoothie, the unsalted canned beans, rinse them off, add them into a smoothie. You can mash beans and put them into things. There's recipes where you can put like chickpeas or beans into basically anything. I have a recipe on my site for a chocolate chip cookie dough dip that uses chickpeas. So you can always try that. And in No Sugar, Still Sweet, my recipe ebook, that's recipes that are only sweetened with fruit, no added sugar. We have some things in there like the black bean brownies, which do not taste like black beans, but that's a way that you can get it in. Oatmeal and other whole grains, whole grain bread, whole grain pasta. If you can try to choose a whole grain for their carbs as much as you can, I would. Chia seeds are a great one. They're water-filled with soluble fiber. If you're going for a specific amount, I'd say about a tablespoon, those you can put into a smoothie. You can make like a chia pudding. I don't like the texture of chia seeds, but some people do. So if that's you, good for you. (laughs) I can't do it. But I've done like a chia pudding where I ground up the chia seeds first or used, you can buy pre-ground chia seeds. And that's actually hugely the easiest way to get it into foods for them is buying the ground. It still works if they're not ground for chia seeds, but just texture-wise, it might be easier to mix it into things if you do get the pre-ground chia seeds. Now let's talk about flax seeds. The target amount would be somewhere around one tablespoon, to up to two tablespoons a day for a toddler. If they're under one, I would start with about a teaspoon there. Same with the chia seeds. You don't want to overwhelm their gut and they are more sensitive as a baby with their digestion. So I would err on the side of caution, ramp up slowly versus face like some sort of diaper explosion situation. So for the flax seeds, they do have to be ground for us to properly digest and use what we need from them. So I buy the pre-ground. I can put the link in the show notes for the ones that I like. The kind that I use is really finely milled, and so it mixes into things so well. Like, I'll mix it into oatmeal. You'd have absolutely no idea that anything was added into it, so places that I like to add ground flaxseed as oatmeal, you can even put it in a bowl of cereal if they're not super sensitive to seeing different things in there. Mix it into pancake batter or waffle batter. Put it into a smoothie. You can do muffin batter, stews, sauces, chili, cornbread. What else? Peanut butter sandwich. You can just kind of mix it in with the peanut butter or peanut butter and jelly. And even if you do it with yogurt, like yogurt with a cereal, yogurt with a granola, you can mix it into there. So there's lots of ways that you can get it in. It doesn't have to be only sweet things. You know, it is easy to put into things like the pancake batter or the smoothies, but you can definitely put it into stews. You can put it into sauces. You can mix it with meat sauce for pasta. So It's pretty easy to get it into different things. So you don't feel like you have to do a whole tablespoon in one sitting. Like that might be hard to do unless it's very mixed into something, or you can spread it out throughout the day. And then we have some non food remedies as well. I talked about water before, but more water would be a great thing to start. More movement, and that can even be like. Having little dance parties during the day or putting on a YouTube video with some kid friendly activities for them to move around to. There is some evidence of probiotics being helpful for constipation, so I'll put my specific recommendations on the probiotics in the show notes. And then, of course, if this is a recurring or chronic issue for you, you want to bring it up with the pediatrician. And possibly do a GI workup with a GI specialist. The pediatrician can help you figure out all of that. And you will want to consult with the pediatrician about the use of any sorts of laxatives, whether that's magnesium, which is a natural one that I usually like to use that, but I would ask the pediatrician about it first. Cilium, especially if they're young, I definitely would consult the pediatrician first. Miralax can be an option. I know a lot of people get freaked out about the idea of using Miralax, but when used appropriately and how the doctor is prescribing it, you do not need to be concerned about that. And another one that they sometimes will use is lactulose. So do not be afraid to use some of those remedies because a lot of times the kids really need that extra help before they can get back to a better baseline. So don't be afraid of some of these more medical interventions of using something like Amiralax because just changing their diet alone, if this is a chronic issue or they are really backed up, it's not going to give you the benefit that you want to see until their system gets really cleaned out. So don't be afraid of that. Know that whatever they tell you to do, the doctor, that that's not a life prescription. You know, you'll get to reevaluate with them as often as you need to so that you can make sure that you guys are moving forward and on a plan that you're really comfortable with. I have more resources on the blog for you including a post that's called foods to help constipation in toddlers that goes over foods to choose at each meal and foods to avoid just to give you some tips on how to tweak what you're currently serving or give you some new ideas of what to do at meals to help with that constipation And then there's another post that's high fiber foods for toddlers that has a roundup of high fiber foods and especially ones that are more toddler friendly. Like sometimes you see those lists and you're like, my kid won't eat that or that or that. So I try to get some toddler friendly ones in there as well. And it also has a sample meal plan for a day with 25 grams of fiber in it. So that could help give you an idea of how to piece everything together to get enough fiber in the day. If this was helpful, please pop on down to the ratings and review section on Apple Podcasts and let me know what you learned today in a quick review. You rock. I appreciate you so much. Next week, we're going to be talking about food play. And I'm going to be talking about why it's probably the best thing that you can do with your toddler in the kitchen when food play is not appropriate and how to get started, especially if your little one is hesitant with food or a picky eater. Talk to you then.